I'll get you a new sandwich. I just had to do that. It felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Industry Sunday with your host, Jacob Levan and Kennedy Novi. Welcome back, guys. Welcome. Exciting. Yes. This is episode 12. Ever since we forgot episode 10, I'm like paranoid that we're going to forget every single episode. So I, I need no to start idea. saying the, the number. <laughs> it's 12. I, I've just been guessing. Okay. Well, it's like we're on episode 100 at this point, but we might as well be. It feels like it. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Well, what did what did you do this week, Jake? Um, what the fuck did I do? I what did I do? I don't know. <sighs> wow. No, can you be not? Can you give me a moment? I actually completely blanked out this week. It was maybe. I also can't remember what I did this week. <laughs> so it was <laughs> clearly not very eventful. Yeah, it was a pretty boring week. Oh, I had my last serving shift on Friday. I'm full blown. Oh, the, oh yeah, she's done. Corpy gal now, yeah. Kind of. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure I'll probably get a bartending job on the weekend somewhere close by my apartment pretty soon. We'll see how everything goes. But the fuck did I do? Oh, the, the, were you arrested? The, the ambulance going by. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. Not yet, at least. That might be my Uber. Um, <laughs> oh no, I don't think I did anything. I think I was kind of lame um nope yeah i pretty much i'm just hitting well, one something happened to you this week but we can't talk about it because it involves our guests later oh yeah well yeah i mean i'm one month no drinking now and oh it's already a month yeah i really don't have any urge to go back i like my little energy drinks and iced tea now that's awesome yes, i love that i mean i need something to perk me up to be around people i hate being around people yeah i used to be so extroverted but that introverted side is dominating me right now yeah like i used to be like boop, 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 like bopping around now i'm like i could be completely fine just watching my ceiling fan go in circles for a couple hours that's depressing okay well when you yeah that is jake and i have been spending a lot of time facetiming the last couple of weeks playing this like farming game that we both really like Oh yeah, we that's what we've done this Stardew. week. Um, Stardew Valley. I don't know if anyone that listens plays that, but if you don't get it, I mean, yeah, it. I guess I had like a little surgical procedure on Monday, but oh yeah, yeah, but just stuff down your throat into your stomach when you she have, got a tummy tuck. Yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I've had enough of that surgeries. <laughs> no, I didn't get a tummy tuck. But if anything, it'd be for—is that for loose skin? No. It sucks out fat from your oh, stomach. So you have know. loose skin afterwards. I think oh. you have to like surgically get the skin fixed. Yeah, no, I didn't have a tummy tuck. Mm. But we do have a special guest today. We do have a guest today. Everybody give a round, <laughs> a round of applause. A round of a warm welcoming. The yeah, silence, the silence I is can. deafening. Hi. That was yeah, my little tiny cat. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, so Welcome. Kim has been in the industry for uh how long do you want to reveal that number well let's see a long time 45 years for how long jesus 45 years and she's our first anonymous guest so this is going to be kind juicy. of anonymous yeah no she's anonymous yeah so <laughs> 45 years in the industry 45 years where That's did it crazy where did it all start 
I was a car hop at Dog and Suds. <laughs> I, that sounds like where you wash like dogs. No, it does sound like that. That's just what it was called. It was a little dog, and it had suds around it. So the that's root a car, beer. That's a dog wash. So root beer, hot um, dogs, and oh, so Dog and Suds. That's why oh, they called yeah. it. It was just like an A and W drive-in. Were you so on people skates? People used to order Did you have roller skates. No. No, um, no, I probably would crash. <laughs> <laughs> Although I knew how to skate, but it yeah. wasn't that very even. Pavement? No. That's probably why they didn't have roller skates. No, and people just drive up, and they had a board, and they pushed the button when they were ready to order, and then you had a board in the inside, and you would push the button so you could hear them, and then you would just write down their order. Like a Sonic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess in your day, Sonic, but... It well, A and W is not really. Wait, that's pretty anymore. like technical, though. Like for forty-five years ago, they had like a radio to order through, right? Was that like the first of its kind, or like? It's not like she was around when the TV first came out. No, but forty-five years ago is like it sounds like a long time ago. That was the nineteen eighty. That's when um, drive-throughs were really popular. A and W was. <laughs> you in act town. like so they it's did like have the a radio. Stone Age. No, I mean like like were you on a horse and buggy like on your way to work? We did, however, have only three channels on our TV. But what really? Yeah, and it would go off at midnight, and they would do the like there was no channels after midnight. No, what did you do after midnight? Usually, people went to bed at normal. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were a bartender? Well, I don't know. I was just a kid, so I used to babysit, and when that. TV went off. I knew it was past midnight, and I should probably be going home soon. And they should be getting home soon because yeah. the TV would go static. That's oh, crazy. Nothing? That's kind of scary. It was kind of scary. When does it come back on? I don't know. Sometime next day. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like five, probably. Yeah. Wow. Or six o'clock in the morning. But yeah, there was nothing. No night TV. Wow. Kennedy so would have never made it. She has no. nothing to listen to. She has to sleep with a TV on. I have to on. sleep with the TV on, yeah. That would have been miserable. She was an iPad kid. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, no. I, I was a kid from a divorced home, so oh. I just needed the Okay, comfort. well, we didn't have to take it to <laughs> that level. That's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Patreon. It drowned out my parents fighting. No, it's I'm like, let's, let's move on. <laughs> That's kidding. for the Patreon, yeah. <laughs> Bonus episode. You have to pay for childhood that. trauma. So you want to know what you had to do then? Then you had to put the food on the tray, and the tray they had to make sure their window was rolled up a certain length, and you would put oh. the tray on the window, oh, and they the would window. eat in their cars. Oh, did you get tips doing that? Yeah. Oh, was it nice? What was what was the tip percentage back then? I don't know. I had a lot of money though because I was young. <laughs> I was fifteen years old, so I just kept saving my money. I. Bought myself a nice bike, and mm. I had lots of money. That sounds awesome. So, and then, oh, go ahead. Well, they, your tip was wasn't included like uh, like it is now in your check or whatnot. They didn't yeah. record it, cash. so then you also got paid, and you weren't taxed. Uh, that's it, nice. Was it was it like a livable minimum wage? A minimum wage? I can't even remember. It was probably well, like. I mean, like what? But like, there wasn't like a separate like tipped wage. No, wow. you just left it on the tray. So when you came and got their tray, when they're done, they'd beep you, and you come get it, and there was a tip on there for you. Wow! How have times have changed? Now you you get paid two dollars and eighteen cents. Yeah, it's 
probably the same as it was back then. <laughs> yep, probably. Oh my god. The Minnesota, they get the that yeah, ten dollars. Minnesota is like twelve bucks or something. It's like a, yeah, it's high now. Ridiculous. Chicago's like nine. It's not like a bad thing. It's a good. But it ridiculous. was a great job. Fun. Yeah. So then, what happened after that? Where, where, what? Was well, because it's a seasonal job, so only in the summers was it open. Yeah. Because I can't imagine going out there in a blizzard and dropping off <laughs> people's food in open window. So, <laughs> no. So that was a seasonal job. So then I p- picked up a job at Hardee's. Oh. oh. When Hardee's was like doing big back Cashier? then. Cashier? No. Cooking I, well, I did both. So on the weekends, I made breakfast. So I learned how to do all the cooking and for breakfast and and then a couple nights a week, I would do the cashier, the front part. Oh, that's awesome. So you were a cook and a cashier. Wow. I, this yeah. Is, yeah. This is just crazy. Yeah, to that's me. cool to hear about. <laughs> what was your next job after that? Yeah. I babysat for Mrs. Jerry's salad. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. She's from Minnesota. She's from my hometown. And so I babysat her kids on the, on, during the summers. Took them to the pool every day. She has, like an, she has like an empire now, doesn't she? Wait, she actually, I think, sold it finally. But yeah, so Mrs. Jerry's salad, potato salad, all that. Yeah, I babysat for her. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She was our neighbor across the street. And then as her business got more successful, they moved on the other side of town in a bigger house. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Okay, so what? Where did we get? Where did where things did get start, serious? Like, heavy industry, like yeah. serving, like. Bartending. Well, then I, after I graduated, I moved to Duluth and went to college, and I worked at this place called Town Crier. Oh, I like that name. That why does that sound like a crazy college bar? It was in bar? the old hotel Duluth. Really? So it was creepy because yeah. <laughs> that place that sounds haunted? haunted as hell. Yeah. Right? So they had a lot of different rooms. So they had the blue room. The cabin, so they're all themed areas. Like the hotel terrace, rooms, like off like... of murder. So in the main restaurant, they had different oh. the blue room, the terrace. So you know every room was different, and you had to wear these little milkmaid type uniforms with oh my God. a little bonnet, like a little round bonnet that you look like a milkmaid girl. Yeah, yeah. What is a milkmaid? Long. Skirt, dress, an apron. I have to and look this up. I don't think apron. You look like a little Dutch person, and then a little, bonnet, <laughs> a little yeah. bonnet, the round bonnet. They would milk the cows back in the day. This is what you were wearing, but the hat was round with a little. It had a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh that's my exactly. god, that's hilarious. That's a costume. We now. need to put that on the Instagram. Can you send that to me? It was yeah. the funnest job. That is so funny. Oh. Oh my God. But then we had a ballroom. So we had events too. So we had a ballroom on the third floor and then another one right behind it, which was, it looked like an old library. That's where it was spooky. So that was a smaller thing. But the Did you elevator, see any ghosts or anything? elevator you had to take up, we had to take the service elevator up and it was like haunted. Stop. <laughs> what, ha- what would happen? Did you ever see anything or hear anything? No, everybody was freaky crazy they just hurried up and got got things up there and got things you down. scare yourself because it's like a scary room chicago with rats <laughs> yeah but it was a whole we had hotel a- duluth it was it's been there f- since the beginning of time yeah, yeah. Like, for duluth since like it was like the place 
like when people would move like first moved here probably yeah i mean it was a coal mining area up there and very wealthy so Um, yeah do you have any like crazy memories from your first like real bar serving job like did you ever see anybody like do anything crazy or stupid or get kicked out well i so i yeah i kind of overheard a glimpse of you moving to florida well so when i moved to florida so the innocent person I was, Minnesota people are, <laughs> really we were. When I moved to Florida, it was a, an eye-opener. <laughs> Wait, that, we, that's shit, Joe. So the good people at Duluth, Minnesota weren't doing anything crazy in bars. Then she moves to Florida, which is like the crowd. The, crowd, the drug, the it was the actually country. the drug place of the world back then because it's all the smugglers. Cuba. It was in the 80s. It was in the 80s. Oh, she got it. <laughs> Kim's got a text message. Oh, it was in the 80s. So, But anyway, I worked at this place called Tony Roma's is where I got my first job. Well, I actually worked at Bennigan's, but that was short-lived. And then I got a better job at Tony Roma's, which, and then the same kind of outfit, but it was a short little skirt, no hat. And it was like, I had to wear ruffles. Like my dress was short. Mm-hmm. And then ruffles as panties. Stop. So you had to be showing some skin at Tommy Roma. Yeah. Like a Hooters. Kind of. Kind of. Oh like an Italian Hooters. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was waiting on these people and I took their order and you get their food really fast. It's a rib place. And I dropped off their food and you always check back in a few minutes, make sure everything's okay. Well, the lady was passed out face down in her ribs, <laughs> hot barbecue sauce, and the guy had was leaning back, passed out. And I'm like, oh my, I thought they died. I didn't know. And then the other server who was a seasoned server and a seasoned Floridian started laughing at me because she knew that I was pretty new, green to that mm. area. And I'm like, what happened? I was like, I thought we should call the paramedics or something she goes oh they're probably on quaaludes or something <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. so she, the guy ended up waking up and i'm like go oh, just get us a couple drinks we'll be fine and she still passed out in her ribs <laughs> i'm like i don't think i can do that <laughs> oh in the ribs God. <laughs> yeah back. we'll just take like t- two vodka sodas I think we have it to go back for our friend. Yeah. <laughs> then I used to wait on... They put her head in the bag. Do you remember Gloria Estefan? Yeah, wait. My dad actually built her pool. Wait, what? Yeah. So you, Gloria Estefan and the yeah. sound machine. That's what they were called back then. They used to come in and eat with us. Where did you live in Florida? Was it Tampa? Um, the place I work with, North Miami Beach. Okay, yeah. Because I used to live in Vero Beach. And that's where she resided for a while. But so, yeah, but that's they, close to Miami. They used to come in after their things and, and eat. Oh, that's awesome. I was, was she nice? Yeah, they were nice. Oh, yeah. I didn't, they weren't big like they are, were. So they were just um, Gloria yeah. Estevan and the sound machine. Oh, my gosh. Like right before she made it big? Mm-hmm. Who, who, else, it who else would go in there? Well, because the place I worked, Tony Roma's, the original Tony Roma's, I know... Tony Roma, I know his sons, I know the original chef of Tony Roma's, David Smith, all those. Oh, cool. But right behind us, there was a railroad tracks, and behind that was a recording studio for all these big artists. 
so they'd come and record there. So after, if they like barbecue, they'd come and eat with us. So I, I used to wait on Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers. Oh wow! Oh my God. Yeah, and I didn't know who he was. He goes, "You don't know who I am," and I'm like, "No, oh, what a jackass!" <laughs> no, no. And this is kind of later, as because one of his brothers, the there was two of them. The other one died. Yeah, I knew that. They got in a, he got in an accident, so he told me who he was, and I knew who he was then because my brother used to listen to their music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he'd say, "Don't tell anybody I'm here," because he was drinking. He wasn't supposed to be drinking. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like before he went in the studio. No, he wasn't supposed to be drinking. I oh. don't think he was really doing anything back then. His life is kind of just, he was just kind of washed out then. Yeah. That's yeah, sad. and then Whitney Houston came in, <gasps> Cher. Yeah, he, you know this? It's crazy. That's insane. Jerry Lewis. What? The funny, the comedian Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So when I started bartending... All the producers used to come and sit at my bar after they were done. And so I'd find out who was a rotten singer, who they had to do a lot of mixing with. And they kind of hid out. You could hear it, yeah. Yeah. So they'd hit, they would hide out in the backside of the bar so no one would bother them. Oh, my gosh. But so, so yeah, I knew the people that everybody wanted to know. It was funny. That's so funny. And you got to hear all the things. When, especially t- when you bartend, you hear everything they all who say. Did they talk, who did they talk bad about? Yeah. Paula Abdul. They said <gasps> oh, no. I've, I've heard she's horrible to work with. They she said has that they had to do a lot of mixing with her music. That is so funny. I'm not surprised. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She just was actually in the news recently because she used Facetune on herself to give herself, like, makeup or something, and it made her look like a teenager. Did you see that? Uh, no. I'll send it that to you. That sounds, like, very Abdul. It's like, I, I'm going to post on the Instagram, too, actually. This is going to be a weird Instagram after this episode drops. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? I love this. So back it's the Milkmaid yeah. and Paula Abdul. <laughs> okay, back so. in the 80s, that's the way it was. I mean, they, yeah. they would get people who look good together versus people who sounded good. Yeah. Uh, it was just, that was the 80s. Aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was an interesting place to work. And then all the drug people used to come there, too, and sit at the bar and play uh, dollar poker. The so they would look at their dollars and the numbers on them. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how how to play it, but they would play that. But anyway, one day, all of a sudden, they were all gone. They got busted. <laughs> so the <laughs> bar was just empty? So, yeah, we used to have, have a full bar of them, and then they were gone. Damn. That was a big bust back that's, in the... That's some good tips right there. A lot yeah. of drug runners. <laughs> it will easy come, easy go. Yeah, I got a... Th- back then, the largest tip I got was $1,000 oh from my one God. person for one drink. Stop. For one drink? Oh, my yeah. God. Right. One drink, $1,000. Wow. Why'd you ever leave Tony Roma's? Hmm? Why'd you ever leave Tony Roma's? Well, I'll tell you. But we used to have Billy the Book that used to sit at the bar, too. So he was a bookie. So all these people... Billy the Book. Billy the Book. I like that name. So they would all book their bets with Billy the Book. And he was just an old, crotchety man, but he really... (laughs) He was kind of gruff, but he really um, respected women. So every time at Christmas time or anything, he'd always give all the the servers and it was mostly female servers back then um a nice thing for christmas a nice amount of money wow that's crazy but they the story goes that 
He used to bury his money in the backyard. His well, backyard. bookies make a lot of money, and it's a lot of cash too. That's like basically a drug dealer. So everybody wanted oh to know where he yeah. lived. Yeah, <laughs> he's took the long way home. <laughs> how was how was Tony Roma himself? Well, I met Tony Roma. I didn't actually meet him when I worked at Tony Roma's. Oh, he opened up a restaurant called Tony's Pelican Harbor, and that was down closer to Miami. So closer to South Beach. And he asked, his son came in and asked a few of us who worked at Tony Roma's if we'd be interested in working there. So I still worked at Tony Roma's and worked part-time there. Uh-huh. So Tony Roma was a gangster. Oh, a yeah. gangster. Is like, he still alive? He's from Chicago, I believe. Uh-huh. Is he in mafia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some interesting characters that came to Tony's Pelican Harbor. Did they tip well? Hmm? Did they tip well? Yeah. Always. But he came up to me one time, and he always used to fondle the girls, like touch their butt or get close to them or kiss them on the cheek. So he was coming up to me one day, and he was, and I said, Mr. Roma, you can look, but you can't touch. And he loved me for that. Mm-hmm. He treated me like gold. Compared to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, he's like, damn. I'm like, you know, he's used to getting away with everything. And then she's but like. But that was like in the begin nineteen early 1990s. So we actually had handheld computers back then from NCR. Yeah. Holy that was the first time they were ever out. The first Wait, toast. that's the one that was, that used the code from. PLUs. Yeah. Price and then they made. They made like literally like portable computers for the, the first the first yep. of its so kind. So you'd open the tablet up and flip pages to get to different menu items, and the screen was this big. Really? Stop. It was like, it was like tiny. Thank God I had good eyesight then. <laughs> yeah, and then so all the side orders you'd have to put the PLU number in. Had, did you have to memorize all these numbers? They were just oh on the pages. There it was on the inside of the book oh my god but you remember them after you yeah. know the regular ones after a bit of time yeah but we had a food runner so we'd get like huge sections like yeah 15 table sections because oh this place was huge it was they had parasailing there they had a pool they had all kinds of things so it was a it was a open restaurant outside restaurant it didn't have walls except wow. in the kitchen Holy shit. So like... I love restaurants like that. In the wintertime, they had plastic things that came down. But it was all made out of wood deck. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So you were were just living life, making plenty of money in Miami. Back then, on the weekends, I'd make $500. Wow. I mean, that's... That was a lot of money back then. That can Mm -hmm. still be pretty good, depending on where you where you are and, you that's know true, yeah. if you're in the burbs that's probably like a pretty average weekend yeah but like we'd have concerts like there because we had a they a had stage a, or something a stage there and then the what are the hansons brothers Why, yeah that sounds i familiar. think so yeah they came once and so i was smart enough to have everybody pay me out as they went Oh, yeah. But other servers weren't, and then it got really busy, and so a lot of people lost money. I did not, but... Did they make you pay if they didn't pay last? Well, they then? didn't really realize what's gonna, what was going to happen, because they were like, 
like heartthrobs to people, yeah. young girls. Yeah. Oh, so that was. So people got out of their seats, and who are you going? How are you going to find them in a crowd of hundreds of people? Oh, that's God. true. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Well, it wasn't yeah. mine, but <laughs> it was others. You were just watching. Well, no, I made them pay as they. The minute they ordered, I made them pay me because I kind of knew what was going to happen. It was going to get crowded. Yeah. And somebody could just get up and leave and you wouldn't know. Yeah. I've definitely like dealt with that my fair share, especially working at like a crowded. Yeah. You didn't have like credit cards and stuff back then, did you? Yeah. Was no. it all cash? Well, you had, you didn't have a credit card that actually went on the internet you had a you slide it oh the manual ones mm-hmm. i've had when like the when like the electricity goes out, i was like cho-chunk. yeah what? yeah and these like pieces of paper it, yeah that was like normal then that was normal then i thought that was just... but to get back at tony roma's <laughs> like makes impressions of it or something i'm like is that why they're, is the that why they're like policy was for the employees what so they would sit so each customer that ever got sat got a basket of bread and that was the ashtray <laughs> no the server station in the basket of bread and people the servers would be smoking at that station and put their cigarette down in the ashtray and get them bread and butter and go over there <gasps> so you had and then come back bread? and finish their cigarette yeah oh my god so servers would smoke right in front of the customers at That's their service crazy. station that's insane. I've been to some places where I've seen like servers or bartenders like vaping and in where you can see them, but I feel like that's a little different than like physically smoking. smoking. And there was yeah. not a non-smoking smoking area. It was all it's everything, yeah. Smoking. Yeah, good luck. I mean, smoke travels. Yeah. Wow. So what happened after that? After those two jobs? Yeah. I went to work for Brinker International, what which you would all know as Chili's. Oh, he's like a oh, Brinker yeah. International. Brinker International. Brinker. Yep. How was that? So, because I moved away from, I was Miami. Yeah, I so I moved up more like towards Coral Gable. Coral, um, is it? It wasn't Coral Gables because that's south. Um. Coral Gables is a, that really exclusive but I lived island, in Pine right? um, Pine Island. It's not Pine Island. Is it kind of like Fort Lauderdale? Like um, Plantation, that area. So it's more out west. Mm. And that's where the big Sawgrass Mall is now and things like that. Mm. Davy. Oh. Yeah. So I moved further up. So it was a long kind of drive to go down to North Miami. Yeah. So I worked for Chili's. How was that? What'd you do? Well, I was a corporate <laughs> trainer for them. I um, served and bartended. Wow. But to, was it different back then than it is now? Or well, has it always a, been? To be, become a bartender was like the top of the line. Oh, that was in, in the bar I worked at in college too. It's like that was like the peak promotion. Yeah, it was a promotion to work the bar. Yeah. Made way and more so money. So what I did for them is I... Did all the South order, ordering for their liquor. So all the South Florida chilies called me on Sunday night, left a voicemail on, um, I guess, the common line, my line. And then I would pick up the orders that night, Sunday night, and then I'd call in 
everyone's order for where it needed to go to what store that needed to go. So it was interesting. Interesting, yeah. Huh. I loved that job. Huh. It was a good job. Sounds like a good job. Damn, Chili's, of all things. How I long were you Chili's. there? How long were you with Chili's? Seven years. Oh, my God. So That's where does, career. what, where, okay, just for reference, at the end of these seven years, what time frame are we in? Um, so it would be in like 1993 or three. Wow. Okay. I started Tony Roma's. I worked there a long time too. I mean, I was young. So I started back in 1983 or two. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So what happened after Chili's? Well, I did move, so I left Florida and moved with Chili's to North Carolina. Okay. And I worked there, and then I got pregnant with my son. So then I moved to South Carolina. Yeah. And they didn't have a Chili's there, but Brinker had a store that they opened what was called um, On the Border. It was a Mexican. I remember those. They still still exist. Yeah. Yeah. So I I after I had my baby, I worked there. Oh, fun. So I stayed with Brinker for a long time. Good company. Yeah. Yep. And then um one of the there was a new restaurant opening called Max and Irma's. And so I waited on the people that were starting that and they asked me if I'd come work for them. Oh. Did so, you Yes, I managed there. They gave me a set hours because I said I can't do it because I have two kids. So they gave me set hours so I could have babysitter. And I always worked set hours as a manager. Wow, that's unheard of. Yeah, but it's a benefit of being a manager, I feel like. Yeah. You have like more of a consistent paycheck and hours. And and schedule. Yeah, and they gave me, at that time, they gave me $300 a food allowance allowance so I could bring in my family. Those were off times. So my kids got to eat a lot at the restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, sounds right. That tracks. (laughs) I mean, I would do the same thing. And then in South Carolina, they, so they had mini bottles like you see on the airlines. Yeah. That's how they serve their alcohol. What? Why? Because they're law. There were some dry counties and, if you so oh so you couldn't have like large format liquor bottles you had to have like the mini ones because per cocktail the reason why is because you could only have so many ounces in a, a glass oh. and right at a certain time like at midnight if somebody had you couldn't finish your drink the manager had to physically remove it if you weren't done Really? What? It was a law you would lose your liquor license that's that had to have sucked just yeah, especially because there's people who travel through that. It was off the interstate that weren't used to having their drinks taken from them if they didn't finish it. Yeah, I feel like that negatively impacts the service. What but there was no lingering. There was no last call. It was midnight out. Drinks bye. are gone. Bye. Midnight done. That'd be kind of nice. That's probably be, probably because like there wasn't an easy way to do inventory or like count how much was going into each drink like i that makes it a lot easier it's very wasteful yeah so a bottles, long island iced tea was in a mini bottle so yeah. you had to open up all those bottles yep 
Uh, that, I hate opening up those little things. You got used to it. <laughs> the noise it makes. Which I bet you would use your teeth. <laughs> oh, I have. I have. Sometimes they get stuck, so I got to reuse my teeth. So you like when it. I'd be on planes and stuff, yeah, it was not. Yeah, yeah so the, I don't have to the restaurants have yeah. <laughs> restaurants have changed a lot since when they. F- I mean, people were rude. I mean, servers got away with being rude to people. Yeah, like if they got a bad tip, I know a server that went out in the parking lot and threw the money at them. Oh my god! <laughs> Take this. You need it worse than I do. Yeah, that's unheard of now. Like you yeah, cannot. No. Yeah, it's like you can get fired for doing that now. Or like if someone doesn't pay you, like I know some people that would like chase after them and they would get fired for like chasing after them to get their payment. So yeah, nope, that's a no, no, no. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you saw when you worked in the restaurants? I think I pretty much talked about a lot of stuff I saw. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one time a fight broke out and this is when I lived in North Carolina and worked at Chili's. Oh, no. A Not a fight at Chili's. <laughs> yep. And it just freaked me out because they were friends and they were sitting at a table together. I thought they were friends. They were all sitting at a table together. And all of a sudden, this guy is bouncing this other guy's head off the <gasps> tile because no. Chili's all had tile in it. <laughs> I thought oh. he was going to die. My God. Oh, my God. That's so scary. What do you do? What did you, you do? You call the cops. You just wait it out. Well, I wasn't going to get involved in that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. What was the transition? Like, what was it like being a woman in the industry back then? Because I know, I feel like Kennedy can vouch it's a lot different than now, I feel like. Yeah. Well, there weren't really any male servers. There were male bartenders. Yeah. But it was not common to have male servers and get people this. Customers always just treated you like I flirted with you. Oh, and, yeah. 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 I've worked at places where they only allow women to be servers still, like in this day and age. Not in Chicago, but in other places I've definitely worked. Oh, yeah. Like in Austin and Iowa City, yeah, both places, it's only female servers and only a mix of male and female bartenders, mostly male bartenders, though. Because the bartenders can close down and be key holders. And like it was, they didn't really want women to do that. And closed by themselves, which is understandable, but I've seen servers drink at work. One got so drunk she couldn't walk. Oh no. Mm. I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, time. I think we need to send her home. <laughs> yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Like I'll just take her tables. What's one thing about the service industry um that you don't think people know? Like people who have never worked in the industry. They don't know the the lingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you aren't happy to see certain regular customers walk in. <laughs> That's you're always true. nice to their face. That's true. Yeah. But you're like, oh, no, they're here. I saw a story on Facebook the other day about, um, I think it was like a parody story, like it was making fun of something. But it was like, this server at like Chili's or some chain restaurant they mentioned, um, enjoys the guy who comes in and gets a like a, a soda with free oh, refills yeah, and like yeah, yeah. like the free chips and salsa or something and then leaves and leaves like a one dollar tip or something yep. and then everyone was like commenting and they're like this it's, has to be fake this has to be fake yeah this girl's like i just like i just love my job and i really want to be a career server and i really just enjoy providing service and i don't like it's just a job i don't need the money 
whatever. And so somebody commented, they're like, um, either she's like a brand new server and is just like having fun right now, or like this is a complete lie. <laughs> what kept you in the industry for so long? It's good money. It's flexible. So you, you know, you didn't have to. And I liked the work. Yeah. It's different than office people have no clue. Yeah. I mean, you, you work with a variety of different people mm-hmm. and it's every day is different. Depends on who's staffed that day and the customers are always different. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you have your regulars, but um, it was different. It's still different. I still do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoy it because then now I have my accounting degree and I still enjoy serving better than I do yeah. the professional because that atmosphere is way different than restaurant atmosphere. I feel like you feel really accomplished after like a good shift too. And like, it's easier to be passionate about it because you're working with people that you love and you're, you're getting to do something that exercises a muscle that you don't get to exercise all the time. Like being able to talk to people and um, give them an experience that they're not going to forget. Like, I know I feel really good if someone uh, goes out of their way to be like, you were great or like leaves a review or something like that. Um, I feel like that keeps people in it too. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I'm very, um, the customer service that I'm used to is different than you see in the younger, Mm -hmm. um, I spoil the guests. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know what things, so I always, if they're a reservation, I always make everything set on the table that they use, remember what they have, and people like that. Yeah. And you just like seeing those faces, mm-hmm. you know, you get used to it. It's yeah. hard work. I'm not going to say it's not. It's you work when you work in a restaurant. I don't think people know that. Yeah. And it's physically draining, too. Like there are some days where like your feet hurt so bad or your back hurt so bad. And like and everybody was mean to you that day for some reason. You don't know what happens to make everyone hate you so much, but yeah, but I don't think rewarding. people Personal. realize that <laughs> yeah. the kitchen staff, I just is, have my last service and I'm feeling real, real emotional. <laughs> like when somebody modifies something so crazy, the staff, the kitchen staff gets mad at you, not yeah. the customer. And so they take it out on you. Like, why can't they just order it the way it is? Like, this is, you want to come out here and do my job and see what it's like? Like people, and then when you try to explain to someone like, this is going to be hard on the kitchen or like, I've done that before where I've been like, there are real people that are back there doing this, you know, like they make mistakes, I make mistakes. And I've had people get mad at me for things before that I can't really control or like say I forget to bring something in or... I don't know, like I make some sort of mistake and then I'll, t- I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be like, I forgot to ring it in or I'll say the kitchen forgot it if I feel like blaming someone that day. And like you're um, telling but, me like you've done your whole life in your professional career and never screwed up once. Exactly. And I'm like, I literally, this woman was so angry at me that I didn't ring in her like potatoes or something. And I was like, I looked her dead in the face. I was like, I am a human being. I made a mistake. I've apologized to you twice now. Would you like the potatoes still or not? I can have them out to you in two minutes. And she was like, fine, I'll take them. And they came out in two minutes, hot, ready. Didn't hear a word about it again. But it's a, like, I had a person once. You have to talk to them like they're kindergartners sometimes. But I did a funny on a regular customer once. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so, did you ever see that commercial where this guy's sitting at the table and he orders a sandwich? He goes, I don't want mayo. 
on the sandwich. And so when she brought the sandwich to the table, it was like a diner kind of atmosphere. Yeah. And he goes, I asked for no mayo. So she picked up the sandwich, wiped the mayo on the edge of the table and put the top part back (laughs) on. That was awesome. That's I just love that. So I actually did that to somebody once. What? How mean does someone have to be to you to do that? It was a regular customer. And I said, oh, they put mayo on it. Oh, and then I flopped it back on there. What do they do? They just looked at me like, and I'm like, I'll get you a new sandwich. I just had to do that. felt so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But like I worked in a place where at 10 o'clock, all the managers got together and the bartenders and they took a shot of whiskey. That was the thing. Yeah. No, I know some, like a lot of bars in Chicago, they do like, uh, it's almost frowned upon if you don't do like a pre-shift shot with everyone. Like I've heard really? of a lot of places like that. Yeah. They're not the places I work. I'm not going to know. They're not nice places. They're like very dive bar. flask or something. What? <laughs> you never But knew. yeah, I don't think the average person could ever keep up with remembering all the, that no. a server does. No. No. Because they don't realize that you might have an eight table section and you got five tables all at once. Yeah. And they all want, like, I know what drives me nuts is when I'm really busy and then I have one table that's like, I need a napkin. I go get the napkin. I come back. They're like, I need a ranch. I'm like, okay, I go get a ranch. I come back. They're like, can we also order some more fries? And you're literally stop and you're like, is there anything else you want before I leave and come back? Because like, I ain't coming back again. Well, the no, people like I will that, run away. People like that I know and I'm like, I ain't going back. You see them staring, waving. I'm like, I'm just pretending like they, I'm so they, busy. Yeah, they run you. Eventually, like, they'll just they move make on. you work for your money for sure. But no, Nope. I look at all their drinks, even if they don't need a refill. I bring all refills, this, that, the, everything that they could possibly ask me for. Mm-hmm. It's they'll, there. They'll find something. There's just those people that every time you go over there, they'll find something. One thing I love, I know I, a lot of like suburb restaurants do this, but in Chicago, a lot of restaurants don't have like toothpicks. And something I've been getting a lot recently is people asking me for toothpicks. And I started giving them like skewers that we use for cocktails. They don't care. <laughs> I'm like, if, I, if one more person asks me for a toothpick, like, what is this? A cracker barrel? Like, no, here's a, a skewer, a bamboo skewer. But, we don't have them. Yeah. Oh my God. Are people like, like asking for like Advil or And then there's, there's some something. people who get hired as a server that should just not be a server. Oh yeah. They're just never going to get it. They... Especially with, like, there's some first-time servers, surprisingly at really nice restaurants in Chicago that hire people that have never served before. I'm like, what are you thinking? We're not desperate for these people. Like, and it's just so, like, it's just, a, you have to have, like, a certain bone in your body to do it. It's a little bit of free like, entertainment, though, watching them. It is, I mean, yeah. if you're a slow mover and not a multitasker, it's not for you. No. Mm-hmm. PSA to anyone considering joining the serving community. You have to... Play some diner dash. Before that, and you get that into was it. the worst. Like when you'd have like somebody that had no serving experience, and then like the management would be like, "Can you help this person?" I'm like, "They have t- two tables." I'm, I'm like, "The only way you learn is if crash and burn a little bit." So that's true. Like, Sink or swim, baby. I'd be like, "Anyways, I have um, the other half of the restaurant completely full, so <laughs> I will be back later." I remember my first serving job in Chicago. I had never worked at a job before where I had to present wine to a table, so I learned. Literally like a year and a half ago, it was my first time I learned how to open a bottle of table or a bottle of wine for a, a table. A bottle of tables out of wine. Well, the and then I, like, I loved that. Yeah. The and first then, time I ever did I was working that. at like one of the 
most high-end Greek restaurants in Chicago. And like, I literally learned how to open a bottle. Although well, when the cork ago. breaks, it's no fun. Yep. Oh. First bottle of wine, cork broke right away. Really? I looked at him, I'm like, I'm just going to keep digging this out. I don't know. Let's hope for the best. It didn't work That's out. when you're talking to him. And you just keep twisting it and, you, you know, keep talking to mm-hmm. him, get him not on, not focus on the bottle. And you usually can get it out. No, I was, yeah. I was like about to cry and I was like, I don't know what to do. Have you ever tore, like cut your hand on the foil too and then you're yeah. bleeding? And oh you're yeah, bleeding. like a Grey Goose bottle or something? Or? You're like, yeah, opening a bottle of wine, you're like, you're like trying to hide the blood, yeah, but like still yeah. keep going. Oh my God, many times, many times. And there's also been places I've worked where they're like, take the foil off before you get to the table. Then some places are like, no, don't do that. So it's like, you just never know. But I've had, um, I did bottle service once and I got cut on my hand from a Grey Goose bottle. And then I went back the next time that I, somebody ordered a Grey Goose bottle and I removed the foil at the bar before I brought it to them. And literally, I kid you not, I walk over with it and they're like, where's, why isn't the foil on it? Like the table. And I was like, um... I I cut myself last time, so I removed it this time before I got over here. And they were like, "Can you bring us a new one?" We had a bad experience once where like we got a fake bottle of Grey Goose. I was like, "But taste okay. it. Just take a swig out." Yeah, of I'm it. like, "Who wants a shot?" Yeah, like, I'm not gonna no. give you water. I like that's insane though. Like, the what what was their bad experience that someone took a bottle of Grey Goose and poured in like Barton vodka? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, or water. Or whatever. That's insane. Like it's like a vodka and water like, mixed together, so it's watered down. I'm yeah, sure. but I was like, whatever, I'll return this bottle to the bar. They can use it for cocktails, and I'll just take a new one. But I was damn sure I didn't cut myself. I'd be like, you careful. you can take the foil off then because I don't want to. I think he actually did. <laughs> I like, think he actually did. I don't want to cut my hand again. I'll be walking out of here with stitches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so in Chicago, they serve a whole bottle of booze? Yeah, like bottle. They, it's like high-end Oh. cocktail service so like you, they you basically are a bottle server but you're in like an apron and like you're not like holding sparklers and stuff really mm. it's like a newer cocktails. thing i feel like yeah it is yep but if you have a really big group it makes sense because you say you end up saving money and it's like bougie but it's really annoying for the server well the server makes a lot of money off of it so it's exciting for the server but also it's like now not only are you like doing all these other things to the table, but you're also like a bartender for them now. Like you're making their cocktails for them. And sometimes people are like, can I have some jalapenos? I want a spicy margarita with vodka in it. And they're like, you can't like right. really say no when you spend like $500 for a bottle to sit at a booth. Exactly. I'm like, I'll go get your cucumber. <laughs> Odd requests. Odd requests. Yeah. There's a lot of things that goes on in the restaurant. What would you say like s- servers and hospitality staff now would really be blown away by something like back in the 80s that you used to work with. Okay, so in order for you to be a server back when I started serving, you had to know liquor. Oh. Oh, like all the brands and like... You had to know. What? So, yeah. And so, so for instance, we used to have to set up all our glasses in order of how to call it. And you had to call white to dark. And you would, they would just pour the liquor in it. You put all the ice in the mix and everything. Unless, of course, it was like a margarita or a a martini, they would make it. Wow. So we had to tell them what liquor went in each drink. Vodka, rum, tequila. So it was a lot more work for you guys. You had to know a lot more. Um, And if you didn't, 
people weren't patient with you. Ooh. Or cutthroat. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the bartender would just not deal with you. So you just wouldn't get your drinks You made? couldn't call it right. You didn't get it. Oh, um, shit. <sighs> so there was a lot more stress, like, doing your job right. Yeah. I think we need a little bit that, of that ah, now. People are harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't... They didn't put up with it. They'd make sure you didn't make it. they make sure you didn't make it if you sucked. Yes. Damn. They would get you out of there. It's a hard knock life. So it was not an easy. Yeah. They were like. And you had to work up to, like, people would stay at their job forever. Like, I worked in places you made great money. And there would be servers. So you always had the same crappy section. Yeah. It wasn't a rotation. You had to earn your section. Oh, my God. So if somebody left, then that would open up. But if you were the bottom of the totem pole and these servers had been there for some 20-some years, mm-hmm. you did not get a good section. You had the same section. So you would have called, they actually had a section called the baby section. And you would have that, and the, the seating would be the last anyone would ever want to sit at. Ugh. Oh my god! I would hate my. I'd be so mad. The baby section. That was like you on the patio. Uh uh-uh, my patio section was like twenty tables. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then you'd have a lot of side work. Um, you had to earn your spot in the restaurant business. Would you have more side work being the new person than yeah. like, like yeah. that whole seniority thing? I feel like yeah. the restaurant industry has definitely changed a lot from that. I feel like. When I was in college, it was somewhat similar to that for a little bit, but like something changed in like 2016, 2017 that like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. I think people started complaining and then labor laws started. Yeah. But um, yeah, you just didn't complain. You wouldn't have the job. You would be out. Are guests typically the exact same as they were you know today as they were back then same kind of no how are the guests different they weren't as demanding they came there to eat yeah and to drink it wasn't about um I there wasn't any special drinks like a little dash of this, this none of that, none of that. It was straightforward. Oh. So people came, they drank, ate, and left. Wow! Wasn't sitting around taking up your space. It was you came to eat, and I think it was just they would look at you if you sat too long. Yeah. People wouldn't take. Yeah, we shit. had a mm-hmm. we had a maitre d, you know. Yeah, and they would make sure that you did not sit past your time. They'd enforce it too. Yeah, they they would ask people to leave. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, like yeah, you gotta go. The customer was not always right back then. Honestly, how it should be to be like, I, if I, you didn't like it, yeah. sometimes the managers say, "Then just leave." <laughs> There are some places that still are like that, and I wish every place was kind of like that. But it's just gotten to, I mean, I think it depends on where you're going. I feel like if you're at a place that's, like, focused on, like, hospitality, 
way different story. Like the customer's always right there. Um, but if you're going to a place that's more just service, like hot dogs and burgers and pizzas and beer and rum and cokes, different. It's like they're not gonna like allow you to talk to their um, employees that way because first of all, their employees aren't making enough for you to talk to them like that. And also like there just isn't that like hospitality spin to it where it's more about like you come, you eat, you drink, you leave. It's not like we're not here to be your servants. Yeah. So. But there, I'm, I'm sure there was places like that, but the more hospitality, but there were the upper end. I mean, yeah. those, you know, those were amazing jobs too, I'm sure. But um, it was different. Yeah. Um, customers weren't allowed to be so brass with people. Yeah. Just so wasn't tolerated. They were just, you know, because out, going out to eat back then, everybody did. Yeah. You know, now there's so much competition. There was less restaurants. Um, yeah. If you didn't want somebody to be there, you just refuse them service. That's very true. I feel like the restaurant industry has blown up so much the last like 20 yeah. years, like completely different than what it was. I have another question. What were the main differences and just in general between the smoking and non-smoking sections of customers? Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so at Chili's, it was one side of the restaurant versus the other and the bar is in the middle. Yeah. But the bar you could smoke. So <laughs> it um, the non-smoking, it's, it certainly did smell like smoke in there. How could it not? Yeah. Especially if you got the smoking section and you think about it, what if everybody's smoking and there's 20 tables in that area? You're going to be walking through a cloud of smoke. Yeah, <laughs> just getting... I didn't even notice it. Were people different? But, yeah, the, the smokers were nicer. The really? non-smokers weren't. They tip more. They're more casual, probably. Yeah, they're more down to earth, like whatever. That was the better section to work is in the smoking section. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so cool. People were more relaxed. People need to be more relaxed in general now, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. My God. But, yeah, I mean, but as, like, then I worked at an Applebee's, managed an Applebee's, and there was a small, so the bar, same thing. Bar's in the middle. You can smoke in the bar, and you can smoke in the smoking section. And on the other side of the restaurant was non-smoking, but. It all mixed. It's smoke all over. Yeah, like, you can't. I mean, there isn't a wall. Because <laughs> it, it was pretty much open too, like it yeah, it's open. wide open. Yeah, no, I was on like the, the tail end of of smoking, non-smoking oh, sections. Really? Like, I mean, I went into restaurants that were like smoking and non-smoking yeah, sections. In episode one, we talk about this, or we remember it. Yeah, but not it's a vague, not dark to that. But Tony Roma's was not. It was all smoking. Oh my. I just would not, they can't even have scented candles in restaurants now. Imagine having a smoking in your restaurant. No, you, can, you can't work alone. You can't do anything. No, because it like messes up the palate. That's I so funny. I have no idea. No, yeah, no, they didn't care. Like some of it's made up. I think this is really interesting, like hearing about your history. You've served like all over the country, which is really cool. Not a lot of people have. So. Do you have any more insight for us? Yeah. Any last minute thoughts? It's, you know, it's always a great, it's a great way to, 
when you're going through school, college, yeah, to have a job in the industry, to make your money and not have to work so many hours. I don't know why more people wouldn't do it. I agree. And it gets in your blood and it never leaves. That's true. Yeah. Amen to that. That's probably why they don't do it. Because you always look and say, oh, I need to make extra money. Like I was an accountant and did all that and had weekends off. And then I decided to go back in the restaurant business because my son was going to college and I wanted to help out. So then I started working in the restaurant business again. That's how you make fast cash. It's very true. It's easier to save it too when it's cash. You just put that in your piggy bank. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, I think this is, yeah, this is exciting. So That's if anybody, episode. yeah, why would you work hourly when you can work as, you can make as much, you know, you can make really good money. Yeah. Side hustle. Who needs an Etsy shop when you can just go clock in and serve for six yeah, hours? Yeah, like you work for $20, say you work for $20 an hour and you work a 20 hour week. Mm-hmm. You make that in one night. Yep. Serving in a restaurant. Yeah. Pretty easy. For yeah. four or five hours. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? And in Minnesota, where I work, you get ten fifty nine an hour plus your tips. Yeah. Can't complain about that. Mm-mm. Love to hear it. Love it. All right. Well, it was a pleasure having you, Kim. Thank, Thank you yeah. so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope you had fun. Yes, I did. Heck Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. What's your shot of the this Sunday? I feel like this is like an Kim. Outdated. What was a big shot back in the eighties? Like, what's a crazy shot people used to order? Crazy shot? They used to, that's when they had like the screaming orgasms <laughs> and things like that. Shots. All right, we're gonna do that one. Our our shot of this Sunday is the screaming orgasm. I have to look this up. Yeah, so everybody... That's what they did. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Screaming orgasm. Let me look this up. <laughs> well then. I tried to end the episode, and Jake's pulling it back in to oh, scream. My orgasm. safe search turned off, or turned on. Vodka, coffee liqueur, amaretto liqueur, Irish cream liqueur, <gasps> and single cream. Ew. Is that a blowjob shot? No, they put a, it's, wh- a dab of whipped cream on the top. That's a blowjob shot. Screaming orgasm. Did you did you take it with just your mouth? Like you go, yeah. That's a blowjob shot. Yeah. It's- but they had those too. <laughs> what? This is a different mix. <laughs> it's a different. It's different. It's liquor not, in there's it. no amaretto in a blowjob shot. I don't think. No. Interesting. Huh. All right. Well, on that note. Yeah. Pretty. You thank fun you guys ordering that. for listening. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next Sunday with more. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>